You're listening to Driving Out Loud with Joe and Tracy. Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 17 of Driving Out Loud with Joe and Tracy. I'm Tracy, here, of course, with Joe. Okay, so Joe, it's been a while since we've been here. We, we took a little hiatus to allow the music industry to kind of catch back up with being locked down. Yes. Glad so, over. how do you feel to be back? Dude, I'm excited. Me too. So, what you are hearing now is the new show music. Now, this song was written and recorded by Shovelhead66, a previous guest on our show. And they have been kind enough to let us use their sound as our show music. So that's what you're hearing now. Keep Me Running by Shovelhead66 is now the official show music of the Driving Out Loud podcast. So Shovelhead66, big shout out to you guys. Thank you very much. We love the song and it's a perfect fit for the show. So, Joe, it's been a while. How do you feel? Rusty. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Okay, so who's our guest today? Today we have Cody Lehman. Cody Lehman. All right, so Cody Lehman is an EDM producer, and he's got some pretty awesome stuff out there. He's got some pretty good collaborations with some other singers and stuff. So what we are going to do right now is start you off with one of his songs that has not been released yet. It's going to be released April 30th, and you're going to be able to get a sneak peek or a sneak listen. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I guess it would be a sneak listen. A sneak listen to his new song. It's called So Sick. So without further ado, we will give you the song and... Cody Lehman, coming up right after that. We'll be back. I'm a 
Yeah, my name is Cody Lehman. Um, I'm a electronic artist and producer and remixer from Southern California. And uh, this is my life story. Very nice. Okay, Cody. So once you go ahead and tell us about the new song you have coming out April 30th, it's called So Sick. Tell us yes. a little bit about that song. Yes, so sick. Okay, there's a there's a few things that that kind of go go along with this. So so I have a really good friend of mine that actually lives out there in Grand Junction. Uh, his name is Jory. He's he's like my brother from another mother, and I've known this guy for years and years and years. And we always, anytime we get together, we always do some like crazy stuff, man. Like we're always we're always trying to have a good time, laugh, and and. We're always saying stupid stuff to each other and coming up with like little jokes between the two of us. And so, um, yeah, so I, <laughs> the both of us, we just started saying like sick, like with it, with a whistle, like sick, like over and over and over, like over and over and over. And like, and then it, it's, it kind of like evolved in this so sick, like, <laughs> and so we would all, we literally would say that to each other every time we saw each other, anytime, like we still see each other or talk to each other on the phone. We were always saying so sick with the whistle. And I, for the longest time was like, you know what? I'm going to use that in, in like a song name or, or something like that. One of these days. And this is, this is that time. So, um, so yeah, the, the album name is called so sick. And the first song on the album is called so sick. It's like the, it's like the introduction to, to the, to the project. Um, and another reason I named it so sick is because it, the music is pretty sick. I, I mean, I think so. I like it. Oh, well, thank you. Um, that's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of cheesy, but it, it's something that really means a lot to me. And, uh, you know, my friendship with, with Jory is, has helped me kind of move along in my music career. And, and he's one of my biggest supporters. And so it just kind of, it just kind of worked out. But, uh, the, the song itself is, is like a trap, not like hip hop trap, but there's, there's a subgenre in the electronic world called trap that uses like, like hip hop, hip, um, excuse me, hip hop and trap elements, but still, you know, carries an electronic feel. So this is the first trap song that I've produced and it ended up working out really well. Uh, so it's kind of, kind of, kind of an experimental song, but, but it's, it's, it's really like in your face, really heavy 808s, um, danceable, like head banging type of stuff, like gets you really hyped up and, and in the mood to do whatever at like a super high velocity. So, yeah, my wife was listening to it and she said, this would be good workout music. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, see exactly. Like if you're in the gym or something and you got to get some motivation and and pump the iron, then just turn on so sick. I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So sick. Make sure you turn on that song. <laughs> and it's good, man, and and you know, you'll see gains within seconds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so has EDM has that genre always been a passion for you? Uh yes. Yeah. So it's um I have loved electronic music for years, man. Um, I really started my electronic journey a long time ago, um, listening to like Skrillex and like um, Rusko and some other like uh, artists like that back in the day that really turned turned me on to the genre. It was a lot of dubstep that I was listening to because that was like, you know, Skrillex was really making a breakthrough in the music world. And, you know, he really started the, the electronic movement, um, along with some other artists that I used to, li used to listen to, but, um, okay. So there are a couple that I used to li actually, there's quite a few that I used to listen to. So I used to listen to DJ Icy. Have you ever heard of him? I have not actually, I'll be honest. Okay. So the, uh, he's kind of a older, <laughs> I sounds would say cold, back man. It sounds cold early 2000s dj baby and she's from miami that's some okay. of my favorite edm that i used to listen to so yeah i used to hang out in the rave scene 
<laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah. So a lot okay. of this music is very, uh, very familiar for me. Okay, very cool, man. Yeah, so I just like driving to it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, man, that's like that's like the best thing. It's like you know, that's like it's like it has this an emotional connection, like a, like a really deep emotional connection. It's like very beautiful music that really moves you and touches you emotionally, and and that is something that I want to provide in my music and and what I create is you know I can connect with. Uh, certain songs on such an emotional level because they're so empowering and so beautiful that you know I, I want to recreate that through my sound and um, you know my 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 ultimate goal through my music career is you know I of course I, I want to this is my career path but it's more to me than just like money or fame or or like label deals or like record deals or anything like that it's like if I can produce. Yeah, it's the it's not only the passion, but if I can help somebody through music, through my creation, if I can help somebody get through a really tough part in life, that to me means more than anything will ever happen to me in my career. If I see, can, that's you know, awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. If like someone messages me, messages me, and they say, "Cody, I listened to your song uh, Pipe Dream,' or." eight hours or something like that that I've done in the past. And they're like, this this really helped help me get through a really tough place in my time. And I really appreciate you. And like I appreciate that even more because it's like, dude, that's that's huge. Like that that is it's such an honor to be able to be in that kind of position with somebody that appreciates music too. It's it's just something really important to me. Yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah. We're we're kind of going through the same thing with this podcast. It's more or less trying to help musicians like yourself get your music into ears that may not have heard them otherwise. You know what I mean? Right. I I think it's super rad. I, I love it, man. Like I, I think podcasts are heading into an awesome direction. There's so many people that are listening to them and just adding music to it is like just perfect, man. I I think it's great. So talking about having the rap, hip hop, vocals versus somebody like singing how different is it to put a song together yeah man so i actually um i started my production journey with hip-hop and like rap music and stuff like that i was making beats on my laptop for a while so to kind of make a long story short i've been i've been doing music for pretty much my whole life that i can remember um, I, I grew up playing the guitar and, you know, my, my mother, God bless her, she had me do singing lessons and, you know, guitar lessons. And she really tried to get me into the music scene. And I did like choir and stuff like that. I, I played on a couple of worship teams in churches for a little bit. Um, so it's all, you know, music has always been like my background, but I never, I, I never really knew that I was supposed to do it for my life until probably about four years ago, which will bring me to my next point. So I started making hip hop and like rap beats that I was trying to sell to rappers and artists um, okay, for a while. Okay. And so I, I got my digital audio workstation that I use and it's, it's kind of a funny story. I opened it up. I started messing around with beats. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like one day, you know what? I want to try to make some music. So I get this program, trying to make a beat, trying to make something cool. And I'm super frustrated with it. And I'm like, you know what? This is for the birds. I'm not doing this. I uninstalled the software completely. And I was like, all right, time to move on. I'm, this is ridiculous. So the next night I was like thinking to myself, you know what? I think I'm going to try this again. And this is where I'm at today. Ever since that night that I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it again. I started making beats and I just started to learn and get better and get better and get better. Every year it's been, you know, it's actually funny because before this, uh, before this, what we're talking about now, I was looking through some of my old songs on my DAW and it's like crazy to look at the, the progress of how you started and how it sounds now it's like dude I, i'm looking at like some of my eq 
for example, I'm like, that is ridiculous. Like that is the worst looking EQ I've ever seen. But at the time I was like, oh yeah, dude, this sounds sick. And so it's like, it, it's just part of the process. But, but yeah, to, to, to wrap that up and answer your question, it's like, it is a lot easier to do hip hop beats than it is to do um, electronic music, especially if you're a beginner. Uh, there's there's a lot of elements that go into electronic. There's a lot of special effects like white noise sweeps and risers. And there's a lot of things that really blend in that make it sound great. With a hip hop beat, it's less difficult. It's still like a it's still difficult, difficult in its own way, I guess, because you, I mean, there's still things you need to know technically in like the technical part of music to, to make it sound good. But, but I would say overall that electronic music is, is much more complex. I think it's one of the most complex forms of music to create, but I, I enjoy it so much that I, you know, I really don't mind putting in the time to, to create it. Nice. So your equipment that you use now, do you still just use the digital audio workstation or do you use like a sampler or, you know, a beats machine? What, what, what are you using? So I use a uh, FL studio fruity loops. Um, and then I've got a MPK mini keyboard that I use to play around with different samples and, and sounds and synths and stuff. Um, I don't have a whole lot of stuff for gear. I got a couple of rocket fives that I use for monitors, but my, uh, my downstairs neighbor is kind of an asshole, so I don't usually use them too much. So <laughs> I've I've gotten I've gotten really good at using um my studio headphones for mixing so I do 90% of my mixing and organization on that. So are you mastering your own tracks as well? I do. Yeah, I I master all of my own stuff. I mix all my own stuff, nice. ma- master it. Um it took me a while to really and believe me, like mastering is a completely different set of skills. It it takes years and years and years of of doing it to really know how to master really well so as far as like mastering goes i do i wouldn't say the bare minimum but my knowledge is like under industry standards i would say i have enough knowledge to make my own masters sound pretty good but there's still it like i said there's the, the mixing process is so much different from the mastering process and it's like it's it's its own talent. So definitely sounds like you're working with more equipment than what you just told us. That's for sure. Yeah, I just it's all the plugins, man. Like I use a ton of different plugins, um, a lot of like factory plugins. And then I've got a lot of third party plugins that I use. Like I master with Ozone, which is like pretty much standard for every producer almost. But but yeah, I just, you know, use a lot of free plugins. You know, I'm, I try to ball on a budget. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, we use a lot of Waves plugins. That's what Waves we use. Waves is awesome, man. Heck yeah, dude. They're they're good, dude. I I love their their products. Let's uh talk about Pipe Dream. All right, man. Pipe Dream. The featured artist, Conway CV is his name. Such an incredible dude. His voice is out of this world. Like he he he's just got such an amazing voice like I mean, the guy doesn't even need to use auto-tune. Like, it's it's incredible. He's just... That's cool. Yeah, so I met him through a mutual friend that I've also worked with, Carrie Kathleen, another homie from, from L.A. of mine. I met him through her, and we did a couple songs beforehand. Uh, one of them we, we, we did previously, Barely Breathing, last year. It was just kind of like just kind of dipping my toes in in the water with working with a, a male artist. He's the first male artist I've worked with. So fast forward to now, I do a lot of, I create a lot of music that very much resembles the artist Griffin. He, he is my biggest inspiration when I create, my absolute biggest inspiration. I think all of his music is fantastic. Um, he does a lot of future bass and, and, uh, that's the genre that pipe dream is in. So I, in this particular case, I created the instrumental from scratch. You know, I, I do use some samples. I, I use some drum samples partially because I'm, I'll have to admit, I'm a little lazy when it comes to putting like hi hats together and, and drum patterns. So I, 
I'll pull from the from the sample library if if I'm feeling lazy, which is more often than not. So I made the instrumental from scratch and sent it to him, and I was like, "Look, man, let's let's do something cool on this." And uh, you know, in a virtual world right now, it's it's pretty easy to send a an instrumental to an artist, and then they can plug it into their DAW and record on it, and and that's what he did, and so. It came out really, really well. Um, it, it tells a pretty, pretty good story. It's you know I create based off of emotion, and and so whatever I'm feeling is uh, really, really turns into what the song ends up being. If that makes sense. Yeah. So in in him and I were actually on the same page with. So the song is called Pipe Dream because you're it's it your crush uh, for like. In, in in our case, the the girl that he was into and the girl that I was into, it's like a pipe dream that we could actually <laughs> be in a relationship with this girl. Uh, so the lyrics are very focused on that, and uh, you know, you're, you're it's pretty much a pipe dream to you know be with a girl that you can't really be with, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, so it, and it's funny because when he was writing the song, I was I was going through the exact same thing in in my life so it just kind of worked out really well and it's uh i would say it's it's one of my best produced pieces um there's a couple that that i think are right up there with it but it but it's definitely i think my most professional piece um and and adding conway on there he's just such an incredible artist and so talented it's just um it worked out really well yeah, right. so in this collaboration, did you guys get together and put this together or is this a song that he wrote on his own and you just remixed it? So it's a it's a basically how it ha- I I do so I did the instrumental at first and then I I hit him up and I was like, "Hey man, I got this cool instrumental. What do you think about writing to it?" And uh so I sent it to him and then he wrote the lyrics. It's it's all his original uh material for the the writing process. Um and then Actually, the original song was a little bit different in like the the drop was was slightly different. Um, And then that's the cool thing about collaborating with like minded artists is we try to grow with each other. And, you know, he 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 pointed something out to me that was kind of questionable as far as like the melody. And so we we did a Zoom call and we worked on the instrumental part while he was, you know, providing some feedback. I think it'd be cool if you did this or maybe added this or take something away. And it really made a huge difference on on the record. So when you're putting a a beat together, if you will, do you start with like bare minimum or do you try try to get a final piece put together and then kind of take away from that? Or do you wait on the vocalist to see what they say? Uh, typically, so I, I started out, I pretty much complete the whole instrumental from start to finish. Um, I have a, a strict routine that I stick to anytime that I create. And so I'll complete it in its entirety and then send it to the artist and then make edits from there. Okay, so do you ever, like... With Conway Seavey, I don't know if he makes his own music. I'm assuming he does. Yeah, he does. Do you hear another artist's song and say, okay, I think I can create something and remix this and make it sound badass? Is that something that you do? Yeah, so I do actually remix quite a bit. I actually have been been making quite a bit of uh, side financial gains from remixing (laughs) on a, a, a platform called Sound Better. Um, they're partnered with with Spotify. Actually, I believe Spotify owns Sound Better, um, but it's a platform that there's it's it's crazy, man. You can find remixers, you can find top line singers, you can find beat makers, uh, mixing engineers, mastering engineers. I mean, they're all, it's it's huge. It's a huge platform. So I started doing simple remixes for like seventy five bucks, you know, and I was doing a bunch of remixes for artists. They would send me like their original song so I can kind of get a feel for, for how it was. Um, and then I would basically have them send me just the vocal stems. Cause when I do a remix, I, I reconstruct it completely without any of their 
uh, instruments. I just I like to use the uh, the vocal stems. So they send that to me, and then then I start to build the instrumental around the vocals. Um, and I've been doing that for uh, probably seven months now, and it's it's been a really cool journey, man. I I've met some really cool people. Uh, there's there's this one. There's this one guy in Europe I met. Uh, his name is Marster. Um, really cool cat. He's he's sent me. I've done a ton of songs with him now. A uh, bunch of different remixes. Um, he's he's signed to a label out there, and uh, they've been releasing my remixes on their label, and it's been it's been getting me some exposure, and it's uh, it's been a really cool experience. So definitely don't regret doing any remixes. I I love remixing stuff. Are you able to get out and like do live sets, do do parties or anything like that? Um, I haven't actually done any of that stuff yet, man. I I would love to. I would absolutely love to. I just I, I am my own worst critic when it comes to my music, and so I always feel like okay, if I play this at a party, is everybody just gonna like leave and they're gonna be like, nah, <laughs> nah, this isn't it, man. This isn't it. So it's like it's it kind of you know it's something I need to get over, but. Um, the first chance I get to do some sort of performance, um, definitely going to take it or maybe some, you know, party or something like that. I, um, I tried to a long time ago when I was first starting out, I tried to collab with one of the DJs at a local casino here in Temecula and, um, and have him play one of my songs on his set. And it ultimately didn't work out, but you know, it was it was worth a shot. Yeah, it's always worth trying uh, new things, right? Yeah, exactly, and that's that's the biggest thing, man. Is always experimenting because you never know what you're gonna what you're gonna come across. Um, so the, for the first thirty seconds to a minute, um, of a song, especially with like an electronic or hip hop song, that's really what grabs people and holds people to the song. What do you do to really differ your songs from each one to the next? Because some artists do have the same repeating like bass line in it or something like that. How do you differ your songs? Yeah, that hook. How do you yeah, hook? Yeah, hook. <laughs> yeah the, the hook. Yeah, the, the melody is huge for me, man. I, I have to have a really good melody. Um, that's, that's really the biggest thing. Um, I... So when I was getting more and more comfortable with electronic, I was making a lot of duplicate sounding things because I was getting comfortable with it. And, you know, when you start to experiment, you might not like what you're doing when you're experimenting and you you typically fall back into a, a rhythm of familiarity. If that is that is that a word? Familiarity? F familiar? Yes, fami it is. <laughs> okay okay cool all right heck yeah school paid off um hey you're talking to truckers here every oh. word's a word <laughs> yeah exactly the the vocabulary is is much larger than than the standard and now here's pipe dream featuring conway cv by cody layman i like it when you talk to me Talk dirty, tell me you gon' hold the wall for me At 3.30 in the morning, you gon' call for me Hit it twice, little birdie, go ball for me And say it's all for me But don't fall for me I'm not ready for you to give it all to me It's too heavy You know how I light it up when you let me And pipe down on you sexy When the morning comes, wake up and see ya I see ya That's when I realize how much I need ya Two kids just playing in the dark Tell me is it real or are you playing with my heart? I know I can get jealous when we're apart I, do. I see you running free, I need you here with me But don't change for me, girl I wanna be the one to set you cold 
crazy free Except when we break out the chains, baby Yeah, I'd never heard no one to have a fantasy Or maybe two or three When the morning comes, wake up and I see ya I see ya That's when I realize how much I need ya I need ya It's more than a pipe dream It's more than a spin in the night thing For all your friends who said our hearts did the right thing But no, so I, I um, like like a perfect example. Um, my song, so I did a, a remix for my homie uh, Carrie Kathleen. She's in LA also. Um, we've we've been doing a lot of songs together. We've been growing together, and and uh, she's she's a huge in, inspiration to me. And she's doing big things in her music career, and so we've been working on a lot of material. Um, but one one song in particular is uh, the Homegirl remix that I did for her. And, you know, when, when we're talking about e- experimenting and doing different things, um, I I said this in a, in a previous, I did a little interview with uh, Carrie on the song before we launched it. And I'm going to say the same thing. So uh, my mom was visiting me at the time and uh, she was out here at my apartment in California and, you know, I would show her my music and kind of what I was working on. And, and she liked the majority of it. Um, this homegirl remix that I was doing, she listened to it. And after she listened to it, she's like, you know what? I think it's good, but it kind of sounds the same to like some of your other stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, it's just, it's my comfortability. Like I'm comfortable with using the same sounds, maybe tweaking them a little bit because to me it sounds good. Um, but what, what was a huge breakthrough for me, she's like, maybe you should try doing something different, try different sounds. And so I did that and that change complete, it, 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 it was amazing what it did for the song. It was absolutely amazing. Like it, it turned it into this piece that is just completely unforgettable. And so just to prove my point is like, if you experiment and try to get out of your comfort zone it can create something that you didn't even know was possible. And so I've been getting much better about doing different things on my intros and my bridges and my hooks using different sounds, different melodies. Um, and it's, it's helped a lot. Yeah. This is something that is way out of my comfort level as well. I'm not really the kind of person to, you know, sit down and just talk to people. And well, I haven't been in the past, but sure. I know the other night, one of the guests that we've had previous, um, Shovelhead 66, he uh, invites me up on the stage and <laughs> we did awesome. a Beastie Boys song. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So, uh, I'm not sure how my legs allowed me to even walk up onto that stage, but yeah, getting out of your comfort level. Great things happen. You're, you're right. Oh, yeah. You're definitely right about that. For sure. It's it's tough to take that first step, but once you do, it's like it opens the door to so many other things. And it's, you know, I, th- I think it's great. I, you know, it's it's still a struggle for me. Like, I, I really still struggle with, like, trying different things. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a creature of habit more often than not. So this journey has really helped me uh, spread my wings a little bit more and, 
and dip my toes into some other um, options. And it's it's helped me move my music into a into the place that it's into now. You can definitely tell the difference. I know the people haven't heard so sick yet, but you can tell the difference from Homegirl and Pipe Dream. And then now you got so sick. They're like three different kind of, I don't want to say categories, but you can tell that they're totally different songs. Um, I know you're using different artists as you will, but it sounds like you're a different person every time making the track. Right. That's, and that's what I'm going for is, is for, for folks and my, my, my listeners, my audience to really see the progression, the evolution of my sound and, and trying different things and, and seeing what sticks and what really, you know, whatever's captivating my audience and my listeners. Cause at the end of the day, what they want to hear is most important to me. Like I can still experiment with other things, but as long as they're happy and they're enjoying what I'm creating as, as well as myself, you know, I want to be creating stuff that I enjoy as well, of course, but you know, as long as they're really listening to it and, and, you know, hooking on to it, then that's huge, man. So with your song, so sick, um, are, so do you have sick. any future plans with that song? Do you plan on sending that to any of your collaborators or a new collaborator? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. I'll be honest with you. Um, this, you know, I, my first album that I did, my, it was kind of like a debut album. It was more of just like a, a ha ha project just to see how it would go. Um, that one was called stories of us. That was done in 2018 or 19, 2019. Um, and there was not a single collaborator on there because I didn't know anybody. My my network was non-existent at the time. So um, now I like to, you know, obviously I want really commercial, poppy, electronic music, and I lo- I love working with really talented artists. And so I, th- but but I think was so sick. I am probably going to keep it the way it is because there's a vocal sample in there that I am using that that brings it alive. But uh. I probably will keep it the way it is because I'm going to try to, I think I'm going to try to get that song placed on some sort of sync license, like maybe like a TV show or like a commercial or something like that. And, you know, I think it'd be a lot easier if the song stayed in its current state just to uh, um, appease that sort of audience. So talking about working with, other artists and male and female as we were talking about uh, talking about earlier starting to sound canadian (laughs) a boot (laughs) yeah um so do you when you're throwing a track together do you have it in your mind it's like okay i'm going to give it to this person because it's kind of got more of the the high beats to it like that like you're talking about the high hats and stuff like that do you kind of work a track thinking of an artist in mind or do you just be like, Hey, I threw this together. What do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, most of the time when I finish a song completely, so I'll never start it with having anything in mind with it, to be honest with you. I just, um, there's, and there's even a lot of throwaway songs that I have that I've started and got to the drop and then listened to it a few times. I'm like, well, that sucks. And then just throw it away. Uh, but often I'll complete the song in its entirety and then I'll usually think what would sound best for vocals on the kind of emotion that it's presenting. Right. So, uh, it, it, it really just depends on, on the state of the song and, and how it's, how the vibe is and the melody is. And if it's really energetic or if, you know, like, like, softer vocals would sound better on it or like male vocals would sound it's it really is in the air most of the time until the song is completely done and then i just make a decision based off of its emotion okay so with carrie kathleen is this something that you wrote specifically for her or is this something you just kind of 
threw together and you both got together on it. Um, how did that work? I'm, I mean, basically what I'm asking is, where were your emotions when you wrote this song? For the Homegirl remix? Yes. Uh, yeah, I was, I was actually feeling pretty good about everything, man. Like I wasn't, I wasn't feeling any, uh, anything crazy. I just wanted to make like really something empowering. Like you're standing on the top of Mount Everest and you're like, you just have this empowered feeling like, I I guess if that makes sense. And so I was listening to a lot of Griffin. I still listen. I mean, that obviously I said it earlier. He's, he's my biggest role model in the music world. And so um, one of his songs um, it really inspired me to make this remix what it turned out to be. Uh, so, the, of course, you know, obviously the, the Homegirl is an original song from Carrie Kathleen. And, uh, you know, she's had it remixed, I think, two time, two different times. Um, there's there's a, a group out there called Milk and Cooks. They did a remix on on Homegirl, and then she's got her original song that she wrote. And then uh, so she wanted to, me to remix it. And there's another example how that song was like completely different the first time I did it. And then I went back to the drawing board, and I was like, I bet I can do better. And it ended up being better. So. So after you kind of get done with a song, kind of like Homegirl, with it being already a remix, something that you create originally, do you send it to another um, producer or artist and be like, hey, do a remix to this song? You know, I want to hear what you have to create. I haven't had anyone remix any of my material yet. Um, you know what? Actually, I'm wrong. I'm wrong on that. I, I was kind of on the sidelines of one remix that uh, Carrie did of, of our song called Eight Hours. Uh, she had that song remixed by um, a producer named Mike Jolly. Um, but I, I wasn't like directly involved in the remix. So um, I haven't really had anyone officially remix any of my material yet, but I very much look forward to that day. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun experience. Yeah, and it's you know I don't even care if they're is Mike Jolly is that a name is that a name that I've heard of before because that sounds very familiar to me Mike Jolly. Yeah, I don't know he um he's on that Sound Better platform that I was telling you guys about and he's he he does a bunch of remixes um he's done a ton of remixes uh so possibly yeah I just feel like I've heard that name sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you I no just man like I've heard that name no before. problem man <laughs> we're chat chatting it up bro we're chatting it up yeah it's, you said you said Mike Jolly Tracy's face was like I've heard hmm. that before <laughs> <laughs> well we we definitely really like what you uh, have put out thus far we excited to hear what else you got coming so well thank you very much it means a lot is there anything else that you might want to tease us with? Anything you're working on right now? That's a yeah, future projects. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> right, uh, future projects. Right now, I'm kind of in limbo. I'll be honest with you. I'm uh, I'm putting a lot of effort into the marketing side of of So Sick, my album. Um, I I absolutely hate marketing. I'm not good at it. Actually, you know what? I, I should take that back. I. I enjoy marketing to a certain extent. Yeah. Am I, I am I good that. at it? No, I'm not. I'm not good at it at all, but I do enjoy aspects of it, but I just want to focus on music, man. That's, that's, you know, where I'm at. I just want to make my music and, and I want people to hear it. And, uh, so right now for future projects, I've, I've got a couple of things that I've been working on, but nothing, nothing really set in stone until, after so sick comes out and I kind of want to see where it's at and what my audience thinks of it. And I think this album is going to be a big point in my career. Um, no matter how well it does, I think it's, it, it's going it, to, it will definitely be a huge turning point and open the doors to a lot of different things. Cause I've, I've got some pretty big plans with, uh, with all the songs on the album. And I've, I've worked with, amazing just incredible people that you know i I actually wanted to give them a shout out to it's like 
the other collabor the other collaborators that I have on this album, they're they're just so incredible, man. And they're they're easy to work with and they're just genuine people. They're they're incredibly talented. And I'm super blessed and I'm super, super grateful to to have these people in my network. And I just I could not do this without them. And you know, I, I couldn't do it without any fans that I have, any listeners, you know, even even if the numbers may seem trivial to a lot of people, it's huge to me. Like, you know, I'm, I just recently made a post on my Instagram that I hit uh, close to 8,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Nice. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And that that number actually increased even more a few days after after I said that. But um, the thing is, like, you, you look at those numbers – like any anybody that consumes music will look at those numbers and say, okay, well that's cool. You know, it's kind of mediocre to, to the average music listener, but to the creator, that is insane. Like that eight thousand listeners in my eyes is like eight million to me. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 huge when you start out and your music is only getting a few streams every time you release it. You know, and there's only a handful of people that are listening to it, but my music is all over the world now and it's just crazy to think about where it started and where it's at now. But, you know, obviously I couldn't do it without the people behind the speaker listening to it. And, you know, I, I owe them my, my thanks so much. It's, you know, it's just crazy, man. Yeah. We're kind of in the same boat with the podcast because, you know, it started out real slow. We didn't really have any listeners. Really slow. (laughs) But now, we're in what ten different countries? Yeah, that's so, <laughs> something that, like that. That's it's a, like yeah. wow. Yeah, it, it, it's and amazing, I know we man. got this one really cool dude in France. We have no idea who he is. Yeah, <laughs> but dude, shout out to our buddy in for France. listening, France. <laughs> uh, that's cool, man. Yeah, I like that. Yo, yeah, that's like that's like in my uh, my experience too. I got a guy uh, that that hits me up all the time that comments and. And sends me messages on Instagram. He's he's from the Netherlands, I think. And uh, he he's like, great work, brother. I love your stuff. I'm like, dude, that's crazy. Like, just one person that I've never met in my entire life. Have no idea who he is. And he's, he lives, you know, halfway across the world. And this guy is telling me that he likes my music. Like, that is... I can't even describe it, man. It's just... It's unreal. Right? And it hits different. When you it got really somebody, does. you know, let alone across the country in the United States, it's like, man, I'm reaching people in New York. Hell yeah, that's cool. And then right. next thing you know, oh, I got Germany and the Netherlands and France and the UK and Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Uh, yeah, Bangladesh. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're still listening. It's like, man, that's awesome. I never thought I would necessarily get to that point. Right. Exactly. It it is it's insane, man. The journey the journey is crazy. You never you never know what's gonna happen. And and that's why I'm a firm believer, just never quit. And no matter how no no matter how crappy it gets, I just I'll never I'll never give up. I'll never quit. This is this is what I want for my life. This is my passion. I I love making music. I pretty much do it every day. Uh except for recently. I've been I've been gaming a little bit more than I probably should be, but <laughs> Yeah, you gotta take a break. Yeah, I gotta, and and that is true. Taking taking good breaks is is important too. It's it's helped me come back with an open mind and trying different things out too. That that is very true. Uh, but yeah, no matter the outcome, man. If if I even end up being a ghost producer for the rest of my life, I'm still going to be doing what I love. I I'm sure I'll never be super super famous, which I really don't want, anyways. But I I would like to be at least well known in my in my niche. Hey, well, we'll know who you are, and the people listening to the episode <laughs> will know. Yeah, something Tracy said to me the other day, it's like, you go to bed and you got, you know, 2,000 downloads or 2,000 listens to a song or an episode, and then you wake up and it's got like 100,000. You're like, what? Wait a second. Hold on. You really never know what's going to happen. I hope so, man. I, I'm hoping that... I can at least have a platinum record before I either die or just stop making music, which will probably never happen. But I would like to at least hit a platinum record. Yeah, that'd be awesome. 
Yeah, it's like I said, man, I love it. I've I've literally I've spent hours and hours and hours and hours just creating. I mean, I make one song, finish it and go on to the next, you know, ear fatigue kind of starts taking over and then I'll have to take a, a good break because ear, ear fatigue is real. Everybody take take care of your ears. It's really important. Well, what makes or break people is uh, putting in the time and effort. Yeah. And clearly you got no problem doing that. I've made so I've made a lot of mixing mistakes off of uh, some pretty bad ear fatigue before. <laughs> Especially <laughs> making a song and it all starts mashing together, sounding the same. It's like, okay, time for a break. Now, this podcast really has made me a excellent editor, especially with Logic. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, there we, you go, we used man. To, we used to just record everybody onto one track, and I had to go through and chop all of that up, and each voice had to put... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That made me super, really good at editing, let me tell you. <laughs> super daunting, I'm sure, man. It's that is something I struggle with is having some form of patience when it comes to like editing and stuff like that. And uh I, I you know, I've I've made a couple of my own like kind of half assed music videos for YouTube and I am not a video guy. I will never be a video guy. I don't care to be a video guy. I just, um, I've edited my own videos and it was painful, but I mean, it was worth it in the long run, but nonetheless, it was pretty painful. All right. It's like that little stinger I did for, for your interview on Instagram, you know, yeah, just a yeah, little yeah. few, there was a 30 seconds, I believe, but yeah, you're right. That was daunting. Just 30 seconds took me like an hour to do that. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, that's that's like another thing that I struggle with, man, is like content for Instagram. I'm like, I just don't have the the patience. Like I, I, sh- I should I should get better with my content, but it's like, eh, I just care so much about the music, man. I would just rather put my time into music and heck, man, maybe one day I'll get a manager or something. They're like, hey, man, I got you. I got some content. No problem. Um, we need to hire I'm, an editor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm actually super fortunate that I have a, a, a photographer and, and I wanted to shout him out real quick too. He, I've got a, he, he's, he's his own worst critic too, just, just as I am when it comes to, to making music, he's his own worst critic at taking pictures. And, but he is so talented at taking pictures, man, is my buddy, John. And he, he's just so talented. He's, he's incredible, man. He's, he's still got a lot to learn. But the knowledge and experience that he has now, he's he's awesome. I mean, it it's just like with anything, like music, photography, singing, any anything. It's, it's all it's all a process, man. But I'm just glad I have a, a photographer that I can count on and and get some really cool shots. And I mean, that's that's an important part of of your content too. So I've been dabbling in some photography lately. Getting your pictures posted on the news. The the most I've done is with my phone, man, and that's that's about the extent of it. Me too. Same so, with videos. Yeah. So I'm a I'm a shout out myself here. Uh so if you like photography, <laughs> go to Tracy Hunt Photography. Shameless plug. <laughs> On Instagram. Hey, we're here for, we're here for Cody, not Tracy Photography. Uh, <laughs> he, hey man, hey man, I'll help you set up that domain. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, Cody, we we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and tell us a little bit about your music and yourself. And just know that you are now always a part of the Driving Out Loud family. Oh, yeah. I love it, man. One one day when we start doing our, was it the Driving Out Loud Festival? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Music Fest, man. Dude, I love it. I'm so for it, man. Hell yeah. We actually would like to get all of the, you know, all of our guests, as many as we can to, you know, come do live shows, you know, presented by Driving Out Loud. You know, we have, we have asked, we have ambitions, you know. <laughs> Dude, that, that is so cool, man. And if, I mean, if you guys are still in the same location, that's going to be really easy for me. Cause I mean, my folks live out there and that, that's an easy, I, I, I like that drive going there, coming back kind of sucks cause it's a long drive. I mean, I always say, whenever I get to my folks' house, I'm like, I hate that drive. 
and then I think about it after I haven't done it in a while. I'm like, huh, oh, that's a pretty nice drive. And then I get there, I'm like, I hate that drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Screw yeah, this. That, that right. But but that would be cool, man. Like I'm I'm totally for it. I'm here for it. I, I really appreciate you guys uh, giving me this opportunity to to be on here and and talk to your audience and, and share what I've got going on. Um, it, it, it's, it means a lot. And I, I'm very grateful that, that I've had this opportunity. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely have you back on, uh, either maybe when you complete the album or go to start another one, we'll get you back on and we'll talk more music and nonsense. Yeah, man, I'm for it. (laughs) I'm so for it. Yeah. Yeah, Anytime Uh, you put out anything new, let us know. We want to talk. Okay. About it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. If you um, keep up on if you keep up on my socials, it, it I pretty much spam it. So. <laughs> yeah. Tell the people where uh, they can listen to you and all your social stuff. Uh, yeah, man. So I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Music. I'm 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 on Pandora. Uh, that was kind of a hard process to do, but uh, nonetheless, I am on Pandora. Uh, you can just search. You can just search me. Uh, I, my stage name is my real name. I've tried to come up with a stage name for a long time. It just, yeah, whatever. I, I can't come up with anything cool. So I'm going to stick with my my given name. It's Cody Lehman, L-E-H-M-A-N-N. Don't forget, it's two N's. You got to remember the two N's. It's huge, man. Two N's, two N's. That um, N-N, man. That's right. And then all my socials are the exact same. It's just at real Cody Lehman. And I'm I'm everywhere on, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So Very nice. Cool deal. Well, All right, so we appreciate the time, dude. We really appreciate yeah. it. This was Most awesome. definitely. Always, gentlemen. It's it's been an absolute pleasure. And now, here's Homegirl featuring Carrie Kathleen by Cody Lehman. Where you gonna go? Where you gonna go? Where you gonna go? Where you gonna go? 
Okay, everybody, that was Cody Lehman. And Cody, we want to give you a special thanks for taking the time on for coming on Driving Out Loud and chatting with us about your songs. Yeah, it was really great listening to him talk about his songs today. Uh, so Sick, Pipe Dream, and Homegirl. Yes. And he also mentioned another song that you guys should go check out, Eight Hours. Eight Hours. And you can go check him out, uh, his social media, Facebook and Instagram, and go check him on Spotify, Apple Music, and Pandora. You got it. And you can check out Driving Out Loud on your favorite podcast platform. I think we're on just about all of them now. Yes. So that is all the time we have for you today, folks. We are back and we are loving it. Hell yeah. So we will see you guys next time for episode 18. Oh, yeah. Have a good one. Peace out. Later. Later.